Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking about branding and why it's so important for your business. We're talking about business names, domain names, trademarks, and much more. This is going to be a a two-part episode. And I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, and PoolInvoice.com. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Morning, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm excited to get into today's topic of branding because brand development is actually something that's very fun and you can be very strategic with it. And as time goes on, it's something that you just always got to keep top of mind and keep improving on. So I know we're going to cover some good stuff today. I had to ask John, did you come through Houston yesterday by chance? Oh, yeah. Did you pass through? <laughs> I, flew I think over. he came through Prosper too. Yeah. You, I flew over brought your wins in because it was absolutely crazy yesterday like our pools are thrashed and all day i was just thinking about you and all your horror stories of the santa Ana winds or whatever thought john must be in town yeah it's pretty bad actually i have a a buddy of mine that's out in texas too uh jay and uh he was saying that you guys had like 60 mile an hour winds or something just ridiculous right and i'm like eh that's a every other week occurrence over here, but it's brutal, <laughs> man. Uh, it's brutal. We're, we're just getting done right now with our storm cleanup, and I still have uh, tomorrow's pools will be the last of them, but, or actually Monday's pool will be the last of them, but it, it's, it sucks, man. It really does. So I feel for you, brother. I really do. I wish it upon nobody. Yeah, it was really crazy out here, and we kind of get some winds here and there, but it's not nothing like the Santa Ana's or nothing like California, but it was pretty nasty. Like, we have a tree in the front of the house, and it was full-blown, all branches, you know, facing in the direction of the wind, just kind of doing that, that strong push. So I talked to my buddy, Justin, and he does stuff in Dallas, and he's like, man, freaking, he goes, my next week, the rest of this week and next week is just going to suck. <laughs> The one thing, though, is we have this fence. It's like dilapidated and old and leaning and crazy and just needs to be replaced, and it will not blow over. Like every time we had the hurricane earlier, fence is still standing. So I'm just waiting for that thing to go down, and yesterday didn't do it. Well, there you go. You might need to bring me and John over. We'll take care of that why, fence for why you. Why you're waiting for the wind to blow it down so you can claim like a natural disaster for your on your insurance? No, so it just makes me pay for it. Right, so it forces you to uh, <laughs> yeah. to do it. Makes them do it. So I do want to say good morning to everybody. We have uh, everybody kind of jumping online on the fa- on the Facebook, John. I know how you like when I say the Facebook. So the Instagram. So Facebook out there. So Janie, Maria, Joel, big shout out to you guys. Jay, uh, good morning to all you guys. Want to welcome you. I do have something that came to me. Well, hold on. And hold I on. Think- Where's my good? No good morning, John? Oh, I thought you kind of jumped in and did your good morning. Really? There and kind of- oh, wait, wait, That's wait, 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 wait. All right. I get it. Forget it. John, I'm, good it's morning. A, it's a- I'm over it. It's over. It's over. over. We're over. over. We're done. I'm just glad to have Zach back. Um, We missed him last week and having him back is great. And seeing him stumble already in the morning and seeing you stumble with your words, I'm just looking forward to me stumbling too. So it's going to be, 
I got a feeling it's going to be quite the interesting podcast this morning. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, John, I got something sent to me and I'm, I'm calling BS. I'm going to call it BS for what it is, because I think somebody's messing with me. And I have a feeling it's one of you two that's messing with me with this message that was sent to me because Zach was out. We joked around about, you know, teasing Zach today, which we'll get into here a little bit. But here's the message that I got. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to tell you why I think somebody's messing with me. But here's the message that I got. Edgar, love the podcast and everything you guys do for the industry. I have a quick question not related to pools and hope you guys can give me some feedback. I'm on the service side of doing pools and my dad is a very successful pool builder. I'm 32 years old and my mom passed away when I was 10, so it's just been me and my dad all these years. My dad is 57 now, never got remarried, and he's dated here and there, but nothing serious. All of a sudden, he's been chatting online with a 30-year-old girl. I'm worried that she's talking to him for his money. She has invited him to go visit her in Puerto Rico, point number one. Can you give me your thoughts on what I should do? I told him that I think she's only chatting with him for his money, and I'm afraid she's going to take advantage of him and scan him. But I'm in a difficult spot because I don't want to create a rift between me and my dad. Point number two, you're a little bit older, so I figured I would ask for your advice. <laughs> you're kidding me. So, so does that smell set up or what? That's totally Zach. That's something definitely Zach. That's totally Zach, right? It has to be. Nope. Yep. Nope. Zach, if you would have written this and you wouldn't have put Puerto Rico and you wouldn't taken the stab at me being older, I would have totally believed this story. But just like too many personal things in there that it's not are pointing I. to me. It's not I. It, it, John. Look, I, I'm thinking it's Zach for sure. And But, you know, I'm just trying to question is, why are you getting these types of uh, messages? I mean, what what are you moonlighting? What are you doing on the side? Are you like a therapist or what the hell's going on? Isn't that right, Zach? I'm just curious what advice you would give. I know this has got to be a setup from one of you. And it has to be Zach because John, I talked to twice this week and we literally talked what John for like two, three minutes. And it was like, I'm busy and we're doing this. I called Zach and Zach has been like totally just, oh, I got plenty of time and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and just plenty of time. on the- So Zach was probably the only one that had enough time to kind of come up with the idea. And I think the reason that he did it, John, is because he knew we were going to make fun of him today. So I think he jumped the gun and said, yep. let me yep. come out of the gate and throw these guys for a loop, distract them, and then they won't be able to make fun of me. Yep, I think you nailed it there. John. Zach went on the offense. Definitely. He went on the offense. He went on the offense. Yeah. Smart move. Well played. Well played, brother. Very well played, Zach. It's I'm, so I'm gonna, you know what? Let me let me give you a little. Well played, Zach. Very well played. So what I do want to find out, though, is if there's anybody that's listening online, what their feedback would be and what their thoughts would be. So, Zach, you obviously typed this. So what would be the the response that you would want? What advice would you give them if it was true, which I don't think it is, but what advice would you give them? Can you repeat the question? Absolutely. So you want me to read the whole thing? (laughs) I'm trying to remember. It was a long. Uh, All I right. say is YOLO. The scammer. Don't once, get. Do it. Don't get in the middle of love. There's my advice. Don't get in the middle of love. That's the advice. Okay. What about you, John? YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. Hey Zach, can you see John from your side? I can't see him anymore. Oh yeah, he looks good. He looks good. Yep. I, you really I can't, can't see, see him. See me? Really? Side, so I can't see the face. No. Yeah. But you know what it is? Is, is sometimes so if the bandwidth from so, John, what advice would you, John, what advice would you give? I'm telling to this you, person? YOLO, you only live once. Go for it. Do it. So go just after, go after, go yeah. after her. You're 57, right? You know, go out and uh-huh. have fun and, you know, be a little cautious. But, you know, you never know. You know, don't let your paranoia get away from, um, from wonderful things. Um, I did get a message on here. 
John, Leslie is saying that Zach hasn't had time for schemes. For scheme? Like, uh, um, for schemes, oh, schemes. to, read, to like come up with like this. On the mountain slopes. Yeah. I'm like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> Zach's all like, yes, I've had no time. Look, this is what I'm saying. Uh, well, no, uh-huh. Go ahead, John. No, Seriously, no, now. No, I, I think they're teasing me, no, but go no, ahead. No. I, you, live, you only live once. You got to test the waters, check it out, be cautious, be careful, but you never know. You know, love, it, it could be true love. You never know. Period. You think so too, Zach? Because we're talking 57-year-old to 30. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big gap. That's 27 years. Well, mama's 18. <laughs> and you're what, 21? I wish. I wish. Uh-oh, Zach, somebody's calling you. <laughs> yeah, the help advice. <laughs> The love line, yeah, John, that was the love line. They call in. He's like, Zach, love line. On the other, how can I help you? So we know it's Zach. So look, I'm not going to give my advice because if I give my advice, I fall into Zach's trap of giving some advice, which I think this was totally set up for me for so anyway. Just for everybody um, to know, this is about pools, this podcast. So, you know, we're, we're, talk- <laughs> we're talking about pools. Don't worry, you, you haven't tuned into Dr. Phil's podcast or whatever in the hell you life life love or line whatever or whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, but here's the thing: whoever it was, whoever wanted this, whenever it comes out, they called me old. So I kind of I'll remember that. That is one. a little messed so. up, to be honest. <laughs> it is, isn't it? And it was a little bit of a jab because they said you are a little bit older. So I figured I'd ask you. So they didn't say, hey, you're old, but kind of in a nice way, just kind they of must have, not have. But see, look, the thing so. is, the truth is this, and this is no BS. You look younger than both of us. And you really do. Please. Right. You, you do. You look so. younger than both of us. So either I need to reevaluate my, um, my, my health and what I do, <laughs> <laughs> or you got the because I do, I, you definitely look younger than I do, Freaking right? Either I got to reevaluate uh-huh. what I'm doing <laughs> or what my activities, or you have the super genes, <laughs> or it's the Puerto Rican in you. So that's why John's taking those. Ah, there it oh. is. There it is. So was this writing thing you? Was this you? Was this yeah, you, John? Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. well, I knew it. I totally knew that it was one of you guys messing with me. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. <clears throat> I think I think John was thinking that we were going to tease him, but anyways. All right, guys. So let's let's move on, guys. There's going to be a PCTI water chemistry class on the 19th of June, and that is the Friday after the show, and it's going to be held at the Best Western in Dallas. So if you guys want to get certified for water chemistry with Bob's class, what you're going to want to go is go to pcti.online. And you can register there just to let you know the class is from eight to four at the Best Western in Dallas. The information is there with the address register. John and I both will be at the class. So you guys can kind of come out and kind of chit chat with us, visit us, and we'll kind of hang out with you guys and um, take the class there. So I do want to talk about the Pool Nation Awards. It's a formal event. Just want to make that clear. I've had some people messaging me. Yes, it is a suit and tie event. Ladies, bust out those uh, gowns and the cocktail dresses because we're partying it up big time. We're going to have a professional photographer. We're going to have a videographer, which Zach volunteered to go out interviewing people. Uh, Zach, John, and I are going to do a podcast afterwards on the best and worst dress. So make sure that you're kind of, you know, on your on your best game because we're going to do what was the name of that show that they um, the lady, it was it Joanne Rivers. Yes. She used to yes. do after yep. the Oscars. They used to do the best yep. and worst dress. I think we're going to bring that back, John. So um, I now you're wait. dating I yourself. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you have to right. say, John. <laughs> right. Think about it. No right. filters. There's John. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> so the event dates are the 13th to the 18th. The 13th to the 15th, you have the training courses and the learning. The 16th to the 18th, you have the expo part of the show where you can walk the floor and talk to all the reps. Our event is the night of the 17th at the convention center. So right after the show, the awards will begin from five to seven. If you are planning on going to the Pool Nation Awards, you have to have a ticket because it is limited. 
So I have some people out there that said that they are going. Make sure that you guys go out and get those tickets because unfortunately, we kind of have to cap it because of the space that we have. So if you don't have tickets, you can't get into the awards. You can go to poolnationawards.com. There's a section down there where it has for the award tickets. You can click on that or you can email me at edgaratpoolnationpodcast.com and I will send you the link. But guys, the awards are around the corner. We're literally about two weeks away. We're, we're kind of getting really close. So there's a lot of, a lot of things going on. Also at the 17th on our booth, we're going to have Danielle come and visit from the SPPA. So she's going to hang out with us. Uh, we're going to be doing some giveaways at the awards. Zach and John know what this is. I'm not going to announce it yet, but we're going to do some prizes at the awards. And we have some pretty badass stuff. We have some prizes, guys, that individually are about 200 up to t- almost $2,000. Those are separate things. For those of you that are going to go there, you'll be able to enter the raffle and we'll be giving those away after the awards. We're not going to spill the beans on one of them. You want to spill it? Go ahead, John. Spill it. Go ahead. Go. We just got word that one of the prizes we're going to be giving away at the awards is a brand new hammerhead cart, which is pretty neat, right? We had the pleasure to have them on our live this past Wednesday. We got to meet the guys and talk about their story and they graciously donated uh one of the one of their systems to the pool nation Awards so that we can raffle it off live at the award so i'm really stoked about that and i think that's pretty badass and then any other manufacturer out there listening that wants to jump in and uh, uh give some of their products too for our pool nation pros out there that would be wonderful but uh, everyone that's going to be attending, though, you're going to have a chance to win a system back, which is how badass is that? You know, if you really think about it, it makes it well worth the trip alone. Uh, so I'm looking forward to announcing the winner for that. They call this the day after the Instagram Live. And by the way, we haven't asked for any prizes or any of that kind of stuff. All the prizes that are going to be there are people that have volunteered from their side to give us the prizes. So. When he called me up and he said, hey, we, you know, we just wanted to see if it's okay with you and we want to give you a full hammerhead setup so that you could give it away at the awards. I thought that was super cool. So I'm super excited about that. I do want to thank the sponsors for the awards. Without them, we wouldn't be able to put and kind of go as crazy as we're trying to go on these awards. So I want to give a big shout out to Hasa Ultimate Poll, the SPPA. Chris over at Blu-ray XL, Jay Brakefield, Leslie Pro, and the San Diego APSP. We want to thank all of you guys because you're the sponsors of these awards, and it's really kind of allowed us to take it up a notch. As you guys saw, I picked up all the awards. I have those. We're super excited from that standpoint. So we know that these are big-time awards for you guys because these were the pool pro awards. And so they're nominated by the pool pros voted on by the pool pros and the pool pros are the ones that get out there and vote. So I'm really kind of excited about that part. And Megan, I know that you're out there. Big shout out to you. Thank you for all your help with helping us with the show. We really appreciate it. You guys have been great partners. So a little prelude to what I'm about to say, because I've been given this paragraph probably now for the past like three, four weeks. And every single time I say this paragraph, I tend up, I end up screwing it up. So hopefully this time I'm going to go through it and we're not going to screw it up. All right. And I don't know why I can't get it through my thick head. For some reason, I I just can't seem to get this. You know what I'm talking about? I always trip up for this. For some reason, I don't know. So I want to talk about the nation, uh, the pool. See, there I go. I want to talk about the pool nation expo pass. All right. Which I think is super awesome. (laughs) If you're going to attend the expo part of the show, you can get in for free. If you use the code pool nation, all caps. This is a day pass to get into the exhibitor's floor. The cost of the pass is normally $60, and you can get in for free. To get your free expo pass, visit PoolNationAwards.com, and there's a big red button on the top of the page that says Free Expo Pass. Click on that, and it'll direct you to the registration page automatically. Did I do a little better that time, or I did? You guys are muted, knuckleheads, both of you. Well, we wanted to give you plenty of time so that you, you wouldn't feel the pressure that we were kind of laughing or we were joking around. We just kind of wanted to be. Did I nail quiet. that? So you did, did pretty I? good. 
You, you kind of nailed that no, one. I don't know if I did, but I, for some reason, I don't know why I can't. No. I don't know. That has been like the hardest. Just kind of a little nervous. Nah, I don't know about nervous. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm nervous. Uh-oh. Just, maybe it's Zach just, is making you nervous now that he's back. Maybe, maybe it's going to be what the Pool Nation Awards is going to be like. I'm going to be up there and I'm going to completely choke. Me too. And then, Edgar, you're left holding the bag. <laughs> let's do it, baby. Let's run with the show. You know how, you know how I am. I'm like, let's all in. Right? Me and John are either, either all off. in or not in at all. So, anyways, guys, let's jump into our podcast for today. Because look at that. We total goofing off here for like 20 minutes and we haven't even started. So, I did get a message from somebody specifically asking about branding. And they had their business. They were thinking of maybe you know, rebranding their business. So they kind of reached out and asked some questions on it. And I thought it was a great idea to kind of nail down some of this branding stuff. So it said, guys, I have a question. I've been listening to all your podcasts for a second time. And I want to say thank you for all the great content and for everything that you do. With that said, I've been thinking of the branding. Any advice on this? You know, I think the first thing that we need to talk about, especially when it comes to branding, when it comes to starting a company, is really kind of picking a company name. So let's start there. You're, you decide that you're going to get into a business. I think the first thing that you need to do is you need to obviously look at that name that you're going to pick. And so nowadays there's a lot of tools that are easy to be able to search and look for those. But to me, the first thing that I would say is, you know, look at stuff that's out there, but don't pick a name that's too similar to a competitor out there. So when you're looking at that name, you want to look at those competitors in your area. So you're going to want to do an internet search or some states have database searches and stuff like that. But for example, here's what you want to avoid. Even if you have a company that's really well established out there and you're like, wow, that's a big company. You know, maybe I could do something similar to them because because they're successful and they're doing it. But an example, if you have Blue John's Pool Care in your town, you shouldn't name your business John's Blue Pool Service, right? There's just, there's too much of a similarity. And then what happens is a lot of times is people might not save your number, but then they go do another Google search to kind of pull up the number. And then there's just too many similarities in that name that it's just going to confuse the person. And then what you don't want to do is obviously you don't want to have that hoping that they're going to call you. They go onto the internet, call the other company, and then the other company ends up with the business. You know, you want your business to completely stand out. Again, internet is your best friend with this day and age. Search the internet, search for companies. And, you know, you can also look at it from the standpoint of if you want to eventually trademark that name, then you can do a database search on the trademark website to see if that name has been trademarked. But really kind of look for something. And I can give a couple of examples. I know we had NTX pools on our podcast. And then that was one of his things. His was NTX pools, Texas. Uh, and then within his same city, there was another NTX pool service or something like that. And then he was having issues with customers kind of not recognizing his business. So you want to avoid that. To take that even a little step further, and this is just my mind. And I've heard others that have had an issue before in the past, but if your name's similar, then not only could they confuse and call the competitor or call someone else, but how about if they have a bad experience with that other company and they have a terrible experience and they go on to a Yelp or they go to give a review or they they talk about this or talk about that and they review your company instead of them because they got confused. So imagine the impact that that has on your business, especially it's already hard enough without having that issue. But then now you got to worry about somebody going up there and saying, hey, look, that wasn't even me. I don't even know. I don't even have your account. And I've had people come up to me and say, hey, look, what do I do about this? And it's like, well, it's going to be a little tough. You know, uh, what you need to do is rebrand your business or your company, because even if we can just fix this one issue or fix that one review or fix that one problem, it's just going to be ongoing. More importantly, you want to definitely have no confusion between you and anybody else, period. And that's real important. And leaning into the next thing is, you know, choose a name that you can spell and pronounce pretty easily, right? And I'll talk about my experiences a little bit on that. If you have a name that's too long or it's hard to pronounce or difficult to spell, people will stop going to it or they won't be able to find it. They'll get tired of it. 
If you think about it, if you have a name that's hard to spell or pronounce, you can kill your business because people will just say, hey, look, I can't even find these people. Or what was that name? I saw a truck and I saw something, but you know, what kind of pools was it? Was it this or was it that? And if it's not clear and concise, then they'll have a hard time remembering it. You know, we have a hard time remembering phone numbers and simple numbers or a person's name we just met. Got to be able to do something that makes it stand out so people remember it. That's super, super important. And you got to stick to simple and memorable words. Don't get cute with your spelling or use acronyms, you know, like pool service for you. With us, on another level, J&J Flawless Pools, right? It's a learning experience for us because J&J turned out to be such a pain in the ass. And not just because you think, okay, there, there might be a lot of other J&Js, which there are. We have other companies out here and we get confused sometimes. Oh, no, it was you. No, I'm sorry. That was JJ and B. You know, it was J&J something else, J&J lights. But the truth is, like, when it comes down to, like, credit applications or writing your name down, that and symbol doesn't work very well. When you get your EIN number with... um the IRS, they don't accept that, right? So now sometimes when we're doing stuff, we got to do like J and then spell out and J instead of the J and the for symbol or whatever it is. Or our website, when we do our website, it's it can, you can't do J and J, right? Because that's not how it is. So we've kind of simplified it and we've moved to JJ. That's kind of how we've evolved and that's how kind of how we're known now. So it's real important that you take these things into consideration. And what, Edgar, you were saying too, search the name. That's super critical because as a sole prop, you can pretty much come up with any name and you can do it. But once you move up and if everything goes well and you want to turn into a corporation, those things, you can't, you know, you can't be similar. You can't be exactly like the next guy in the next city. Right. There can be a flawless pools here and there can be a flawless pools down the road. Right. But not when you're really when you're moving into becoming a corporation and you're searching for your name, that can be a roadblock that you might have to encounter, which can totally screw up what you're trying to do. So I can't stress enough. It might seem small or not quite important at first, but trust me, it plays a big role down the road. And also, too, another thing is, is there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with going like with John's pool service or this, 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 and that. But you have to think of perception and image. And if you're trying to grow your business into something that's bigger or have multiple trucks or, you know, and you have, you know, a thousand pools, 2,000 pools, if it's just John's pool service, if people are looking up on the internet or they're looking you up on, on Yelp or something like that, a lot of times it doesn't come off as like, hey, this is a big company or a big corporation or somebody that we might want to get involved with because there's some people that stereotype you. So if you pick a company or pick a name or a brand that you know you fit the part or you look the part, then you attract those other companies too because when you have an established or they think that you're a corporation or you think that you're a big business, they tend to feel more secure about choosing you as a provider because, hey, oh, this is an established company out here and I want to entrust my pool or I want to, you know, I need to spend $50,000 on equipment and repairs or whatever it is. Uh, am I going to do it to, you know, John's pool service or am I going to go to uh, the pool boys? So those are the things you have to take into consideration, whether they're right or wrong or whether we think it's BS. It's just the truth. That's just human nature. And that's how people think. So you got to take those into consideration when you do that. But, hey, if you're not looking to do that and you're not looking to be that type of company, then by all means, there's also that benefit that on the flip side, people want to support smaller businesses and family run and smaller companies. I can't tell you how many times I've spoken to clients that as we grew and we've grown, that they love that we were a family business. They love that we were small. And that's why they wanted to work with us because they wanted that attention of detail and they wanted to have that personal owner's touch. So there's a lot of things you got to take into consideration. And all we're saying is, hey, look, make sure you weigh out all the pros and cons for all of it and make an informed decision because 
Once you do it, it's going to be very important. It's going to be hard for you to, to change down the road. So I don't want to keep rambling on about it, but it's really important. No, I mean, that's good stuff. And you bring up the pool boys and I can speak, you know, firsthand to the picking of the name, like the pool boys. There is a bajillion variations of pool boys, pool boys, LLC, the pool boys, the pool boy, pool boy, pool boy, Houston, pool boy, Katie, pool boy, this, the pool boys, that. And the list goes on and on. And like you were saying, like we literally have had to combat reviews that were not us, that were bad reviews posted to our stuff that we didn't do that job or we didn't have that customer. We've gotten phone calls. Hey, you guys didn't show up. It's like, no. And there's a particular one in our area that we keep dealing with that. Another thing I wanted to share a little story is I was wrongfully sued from some customer four hours or five hours away that there was this botched remodel job. And one day I get a call and someone says, I'm a processor. Do you know what that is? I'm like, oh yeah, credit card. She's like, no. I'll be there in an hour. And he hands me this big packet and I open it up and he's serving me these papers. And I'm like, what's going on? And it was a because someone had put their name Pool Boy and somehow they searched and linked me to it. And I had to spend a bunch of time and money combating that with an attorney. And it finally got dropped and dismissed and wasn't us. But it's just these are like John's saying, these are things you don't really consider don't let it stop you necessarily. Like, don't get so hung up on it, but just think about some of these things. And that kind of leads into our next point, which is make your name web friendly. You know, chances are you're going to set up a website and a Facebook and maybe some social pages for your business. And if you're actively trying to bring in new business through the web in these social platforms, you need to make sure that your name is web friendly and easy to remember. And, you know, like John was saying do a search, find out if you can get a domain name that matches your company or what you're trying to do. And then also search social because you don't want to find like the perfect name and then go find that it's taken up on all these other social platforms that you want to use. And when it comes to website names, keep it short and simple. You want to make it easy for your customer to recall it when they're at their time of need, when they're by the pool pump trying to turn it on and won't come on. Like, who was that? Oh, pool boys. Like, that's real simple to recall. So again, any unusual spelling or long domain name might sound cool to you, but it can make it harder for potential customers to find you online and spell your name accurately in a web search. Yeah, guys, and two things. So Robert on the Facebook, John, the Facebook chat posted on here and he said the same thing. It's like, check the domain name availability. You will want a website at some point. That's another great point. And then I want to give a big shout out to Shannon, guys. So Shannon watches us on the Instagram Live and just found us on the Facebook. She found us online. So she's on our Insta chat over here behind the poll on IG. So big shout out to you, Shannon. We're glad that you found us. We do our podcasts every Friday. We try to stream it on Facebook. Sometimes we have some little issues here and there, but. You can send me your email at edgar at poolnationpodcast.com and we send out an email with some of the links so that you can listen to, to that. John, I wanted to kind of go back a little bit because you hit on a, a strong point that you've talked about a little bit in the past and that is the perception and that the perception is reality. So, you know, when you have that name and you have John's pool service, there's nothing wrong with that. But when people want to go with a company, they're going to want that perception. And I think we see that a lot more in Texas than we did in California. So when I was in California, there's a lot more individual one polars type pool guys out in that area. Out here, at least in the area that I'm in, in North Texas, you do have a lot of one polars and stuff like that, but there are also a lot of pool companies that have, you know, like you're specifically saying that company name and then that those company names are on their trucks and everywhere and all that branding. So there's a lot of clientele that specifically look for that aspect when they're trying to find a company. They want a company. They don't want the individual pool guy. So that was a huge thing. It's like that perception is reality, like you say. Absolutely. And then, you know, another thing, when you're picking a name, you want to be very consistent with the brand. When we talk about first impression and you meet somebody, a lot happens in that transaction. They take a look at you. They size you up. They see how you look, how you dress, how you smell. You know what I mean? The clothes that you're wearing. 
your truck that you drive in, how you present yourself, how you speak, how you treat them, you know, all those things, everything's happening in this first little meet and greet that you're having with them. But before that, we tend to forget that that really isn't the first visit, right? Or that really isn't the first perception of your company that that client is having. It's truly the name of your company is the first visit or the first perception that they have of you. And the message that you're trying to convey in the name that you're giving is very important. Like for us, for instance, our company, JJ Flawless Pools, says a lot, I think. And it targets an audience or it targets a level of expectation right off the bat. So I know the majority of the calls that we get are my pool guy doesn't show up or my pool looks like shit or, you know, they don't know what they're doing or um, nobody picks up their phone or whatever it is. When you're looking through a list of pool companies or people to call, and trust me, there are a lot out here. And then if you see Tony's pool service, John's pool service, Abel's pool service, you see um, sparkling clean pools or and I'm just throwing out just different names. Not These names don't exist or at least out in my area. And then you see a company like Flawless Pools, right? And you've had a bad experience with your pool not being kept up or not being taken care of, or you're looking for a better premium service. Naturally, you're going to think, oh, well, damn, these people are saying Flawless Pools, right? And that's what I want. I want a Flawless Pool. So it does a couple things. One, it helps grab the attention of the customer that has a need, right? And usually that need is either it's a new pool and they're starting or they want to move on from their current company and they're looking for a better company or better service. So hopefully that name captures that or stimulates that in their mind. And then two, on my back end, what I'm looking for too is to separate us from the cheap asses out there. I don't want clients that want to grind me down on price and are switching pool service companies because they're paying too much already and they're looking for a cheaper guy, you know? That's not our clientele and that's not what we're out to do. In order to provide that type of service, we have to shave off quality, right? And that's not what we're about. So we wanna weed out or vet our clients. And I think by providing a, a name like that or picking a name that kind of does that for you already puts in a lot of legwork and hopefully weeds out or vets out some of the people that decide to call you. So you're not, you get less of those, hey, I'm looking, or my pool guy's too expensive, I'm looking for somebody cheaper, or can you do it cheaper, or I'm price shopping for, for pool service. We usually don't get that when we get phone calls because they're thinking, well, these guys aren't really going to be cheaper than the rest of them. So I think it's really important what name you pick because you're conveying a message with them and it's the first impressions you're having with the clients. Like, for instance, if you do affordable pool service, that's a great name, right? Okay. And if that's the message you're going for and you want to tell customers that, hey, you're providing good and affordable pool service. If a client is looking for, you know, hey, I don't have that much money and I'm looking for, I need, but I'm tight. I can't really take care of the pool anymore. It's, it's, it's hard for me to do. But the reason why I've been taking care of it is because I can't afford it. But now, circumstances, I need to hire somebody. I'm going to find an affordable pool service company. And that's the type of client you're going to be getting are those types of people. And if that's your business model, then by all means, you nailed it with the name of your company. So it's real important to look into that and understand what message you're trying to convey. And the other thing I want to say is there needs to be something with pools involved in it whatever it is, because if it doesn't speak to the business or the industry you're in, it's going to be very forgettable, at least when they're trying to remember it, because it's just hard. You know, you can't, it can't be a name that doesn't somehow ring the tone of a, of a pool or pool service or repairs or something like that. Just my opinion. Let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors, and then we're going to come back to that. And then, John, I want to comment on that and specifically your, your name as well. So let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll jump back in. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. 
We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see print and pay invoices it has all your customers information on one page so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips created specifically for the pool industry pool invoice now available at poolinvoice.com do you know the actual cost of the pool service you provide or the financial health of your pool business If you don't, it can put you out of business. Pool Nation has created a business training that focuses on the financial side of your business. What we've done, guys, is we've put a training class together that focuses on five metrics that we've created. The goal is you do it, and by the time that you're done with the class, you have all those numbers, you have all that data. It is the only course that as you enter your data into our exclusive software, it will tell you how much money you are making or losing. It's that simple. We talk about the metrics, we talk about insurance, what to look for. We talk about billing software. By the time you are done with the training, you will know your exact cost to service a pool, fixed cost of cleaning, your average profit per pool, your average monthly rate, repair profits and profit percentage, and how much money you are actually making. And we have had people that have taken the class and had some cash flow issues and they've made some adjustments with their billing software and that's kind of solved that issue. During the training, utilizing our software, you will create Create your business profit and loss. Once you create your PL, we will cover the fundamentals of the PL and how important it is to the success of your business. For more information and the next training dates, visit www.poolnation.online. It's not about how much money you make, it's about how much money you get to keep. For more training dates, go to www.poolnation.online. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation podcast, the podcast where we talk about dating advice and branding in the same podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys, I had to do that to watch Zach's face and kind of see what was going on. So we did figure out it was John messing with me with the whole dating thing. So anyways, if you guys listened to the beginning of the podcast, uh, John played one on me today asking for some dating advice from a 57-year-old to a 30-year-old. But uh, John, good one. I like that one. I do want to talk really quick and kind of bring our followers on here. Robert came and said, insider info. We have some insider info on Zach. And that is that Zach went from a tagline, affordable pool and spa repair to professional pool and spa repair. So I'm going to let you talk about that, Zach. And I do want to give a shout out to Ed Morrison. He kind of jumped on and followed us as well. So um, I think John hit perfectly on. So an example, when I hear the name JJ Flawless Pool Care, it sends a message, that flawless, that premier pool service, and he hit it perfect. He doesn't want to be affordable pool service. He wants to be J&J Flawless. He has a different target audience. And when you have customers, they all fit into a target audience. You're going to have those people that don't want to pay a lot. You want those people that want the mid-service, and then you want the people that really want to take care of the pool and pay for the service. And so that's the target that John has is that type of high-end customer. And his name does exactly that. So um, so good one on, on your name, John. And I had that on my notes as well. Like Robert was saying, 
We had a little tagline. So right in the beginning, our differentiator was going to be that we were going to come in cheaper and do it better. So we were affordable pool and spa repair. And as time went on, we started realizing we were getting tired of being broke and not charging enough. It was kind of hard to raise the bar to more of a premium pricing structure when you're tagged yourself as affordable pool and spa repair. So we ended up moving it to professional pool and spa repair. And then from there, when we opened a retail store, we wanted to try to figure out how to incorporate that in. So it became at home, in store, online. And we ran with that for quite a while. And then, you know, once we shut the retail side down, that didn't really fit. So currently, we don't really use a tagline. And that's kind of part of brand evolution, right? So it's just always thinking about it and making the changes as necessary to improve it. And that kind of brings us to the next item, which is don't box yourself in. A lot of times what happens is you start in an area and you want to somehow tie yourself as like an authority in that area. So for example, someone might start a company in Houston and call it Houston, Texas Pool Care. And that's great. But what happens as you grow and you start getting cash flow and you want to start expanding and you want to move to another city, that can make it challenging because again, like John was saying, it's all that perception, right? And people kind of look at that and they might, they just might not be able to relate it enough to want to try you over here in this area. Um, And it may drive people away. And the same applies to services, to names that describe your services. If you get too specific, you're going to find that the name no longer accurately reflects your business and what you do when you start expanding your service offerings. So just make sure that you don't put yourself in a corner by being so specific that as you grow and find that you want to add something on, it doesn't really fit your name anymore. And a good example of that is going to be Prestige Pool and Patio. That name describes exactly what it is that they do. And to me, when I hear it, I immediately envision like the entire backyard, right? I don't know if they do sprinklers, but heck, why not? Like a sprinkler system could fall under that, right? They're doing the patio. I imagine the pool and the decking and the water feature and the hangout area. Um, And if it was just Prestige Pools, they would be missing a big piece of that. It doesn't, it doesn't really give you the same vision when you hear it. Um, so, you know, basically what it boils down to is in the beginning, like picking your name is super exciting, right? It's fun, get creative, try different things. Um, but before you pick your name, do your homework, do your searches, make sure the name's available. Um, like Edgar was saying, there's certain databases and things that you can run it through. You check the web domains, you check the USPTO website. And then also have that vision, right? Where do you want to take your business? Just have some sort of an idea of it so that you can avoid boxing yourself into a corner. Yeah, look, Zach. Yeah, I think. He made some great points there. No, 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 go. I just wanted to say you made some absolute great points. Yeah, he made some great points. And going back, because I'm I'm thinking about your name, John, JJ Flawless Pools and Prestige Pool and Patio, it does the same thing, right? Like there's the prestige aspect to it. So it kind of sends that high-end service. It's not a full affordable pools and patios. It's prestige pool and patio. And then I think that he did a great job because those are the his two main focuses is the pools and the patios. And so his name just delivers all three of those right there. It's just everything that they service and that higher-end service. Exactly. And it's know your customer. The pool industry, there's a big piece of the pie. There's a lot of pools out there, and there are a lot of companies out there, and there's plenty enough for everybody. But you have to understand, or you have to know your identity. You have to know who your target audience is. And once you know that, and once you know who you're going after, your name plays a big part in it. And like I was talking before, what Zach said, you you just nailed it. You brought up, I didn't think about that either, when you said like Houston's pool service or or whatever, a specific city, that's perfect. Because if I'm looking for somebody that doesn't show up or maybe doesn't come up or misses some service days or whatever, I'm not going to go look for another pool service company that might be out of my area and waste my time with that pool service company. Because that one, they probably don't service my area, so I don't want them. Or two, if they do, they're traveling a lot to get to me and I might have the same issue that I had before. And I know this is a lot to, to soak in, and maybe we're really digging a little deeper than some might think is necessary, but the truth is, this is what it's all about. It's about the mind and the psyche of the customers and people, and who we interact with, and who we're trying to uh, win over as clients. And I want to clarify this. 
There's nothing wrong with creating a company that says John's Pool Service. I know the majority of the companies that are out there have that their first name, and for whatever reason they do. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And nobody's saying that your name is wrong and that you need to change it. But if you have evolved or you have changed or you are growing or you're trying to, from where you started sometimes, especially if you just get into a pool industry and you think this is what you're doing, things change quickly, right? And, you know, hey, look, shit, I can actually make a career out of this. Or, hey, wow, you know, this is actually very lucrative, this business. And, you know, I want to expand. I want to go. At first, I was just, uh, you know, I, ju- I was happy with just doing 80 pools by myself and life was good. And now I have a new baby. You know, I have two kids or four kids, or now my kid wants to become a doctor, right? And now I got to put them through college. And now I got to pay for medical school. I, I can't do it maybe this way. So I, I want to expand. And, you know, and that wasn't my business plan at first. And things changed. And like, Zach, what did you say? Brand evolving. Your business evolves. And, if now you're changing and, and now you're not going to be that one polar and you want to add on extra trucks and grow and, you know, become bigger, then, you know, that might hinder you a little bit. And you need to just be aware of that and know that, hey, you're going to have to make a change because you might not think because it's not visible immediately or not really. It's not very tangible at all, actually, because you don't know who doesn't call you and you don't know what the customer perceives of you or potential client thinks of you. But I'm telling you that, you know, these are the things that are very important that you have to take very seriously at first and you have to put a lot of thought into it and then take everything into consideration when you're coming up with the name because it plays such a huge role in how customers perceive you and your company. So going on to our next thing uh, is... um, Let me say something that you said there, John, that I really love, which is brand evolving. And as humans, we obviously evolve, right? So we can go through different stages and we evolve, we change. And then you have your company and your company changes and your company evolves. Well, it's the same thing for your brand. As you start to evolve, as you start, your company might evolve into something else. And there's nothing wrong with kind of going, hey, this is the name that I have. Now I'm changing. That means that my business is evolving. So, so does my branding and so does my company name need to evolve. Everything up along the road evolves. Constantly have to look at your branding. And there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I want to change. I want to, you know, now reflect this and have that evolved into yep. what it needs to be. And another point, just because that's your name and you've changed or evolved into this different type of company doesn't mean you have to stay with it. We're saying is you can change this. You can still change it. It's a little bit more legwork, right? And a little harder. You got to put a little bit more effort into changing your name or rebranding your company, but it can be done and it has to be done you know, if the direction of your company has gone a different way, you need to do that. You can't stick with it because there are repercussions for it. And it is going to cost you down the road if you don't make that change. The internet is your friend, right? Do an internet search. You know, once you got a name, you found a name and you picked it out and you might think it's cool and unique and you don't think anybody has it, you know, you might be surprised. Do a web search of the name and more often than not, you'll probably find out that someone else is using your company name. Uh, we wanted to do flawless pools. Originally, we were going to do when I remember when we searched, and then we saw there was another company called Flawless Pools, and I think they were out in like back east, not in our area, nobody else in our area. And I said, well, you know, I don't want to have to deal with it, so I wanted to kind of make it a little bit personal, and that's how we changed it to J and J Flawless Pools. And then that opened up a can of worms for us too. But I love it, and I dig it. And it's worth, what's it called, the hassle that we have. And we've kind of already built our brand under that name. And a lot of times, you know, t- to be honest, a lot of times clients just call us Flawless Pools. So they'll call us Flawless Pools or they'll call us J&J, right? J or JJ. And it's just funny how you see this kind of just change and evolve, but it becomes who you are. And I want to keep beating a dead horse, but it's, it's just so important. It really is. It's like naming your child, you know, put some effort into it and think about what you know, don't be drunk one day and think, oh, it'd be so cool. We're going to name my kid this, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And then they have to live with it for the rest of their life. 
you want a name that's cool, unique, right? Or something that means something, has meaning and stuff like that because it's important. They're going to carry it for the rest of their life. And it's really hard for a person to change their name. So just like with your company, you know, it's not not impossible, but it is hard, especially if you've been established to change your name and go for it. But it can be done and it should be done if it's going to benefit you. Sorry, Zach, I thought you were going to say something and I was down looking at the messages here and Ed was saying, I'm, I am... Morrison, and I need to rename to make it so I can retire and sell it. <laughs> That's another great point. I didn't even think about that. It really is. That's a great point, Ed. And John, I was just going to point out like something fun with your logo too is that using the colors to differentiate like that's the perception, right? It sends different messaging just through coloring. Like it really highlights the flawless and the J&J are kind of, and the pools are kind of a, a background piece that explain further what it is. And that's a whole nother conversation, like an entirely another conversation, but it's just another way to kind of build on this. So I think both of you have done a great job with your branding, with your names. John, obviously your last name is Chikalis, but we all know you like JJ Flawless. And most people think that your last name is Flawless. I mean, so you do a great job at that branding and that recognition. And, and that's really what you want. You know, you want people to be able to remember and not have to, what was it? Let me search. Let me this. Let me, let me do that. It, it does a great job. Zach, for you, for the pool boys, it's, it's just very simple, right? Oh, sh- it's the pool boys. It's easy to remember and come back to. So guys, this is going to be a two-part episode. We've got a lot of other points that we want to talk about, but Zach, John, let's do this. Let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, I want to get your final thoughts on part one of this episode, and then next week we'll talk about part number two. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see print and pay invoices it has all your customers information on one page so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips created specifically for the pool industry pool invoice now available at poolinvoice.com welcome back everybody we're talking to john we're talking to zach we are talking branding today So we are in part one of a two-part series on branding. We're at the end of today's podcast. Zach, let me get your final thoughts. Yeah, so just a couple things on this. And the first one is that when you're going through this process, get feedback from your close circle, right? Start kind of bouncing your ideas off of other people. But I will say at the same time, be careful not to let their different opinions confuse you because ultimately you have to make the choice. But at a minimum, get some outside perspective on what you're thinking about doing because they might also give you a nugget of information that helps you in that process. Or you may find that what you're thinking is really cool and memorable is really sending the wrong message and no one likes it. And you still have time to change and improve. My second thing on this would be think ahead in the future. We didn't add weekly maintenance to our service offerings until about seven years after we had been in business. And in the beginning, we strictly did equipment repair and install. And if we had named the company Pool Equipment Pros, for example, we would have had a much more difficult time growing our maintenance route when we decided to do that. And I know it could be done, no doubt, 
but you want to put yourself in the position for the best route to scalability. And even if you don't decide to scale, and there's a reason behind this, and that's value. And Ed kind of touched on this, and I have this in my final thoughts, is that your company can be an asset that you can sell someday when you decide to exit. And if it has a good name, a good brand, maybe it's trademarked, it has a great reputation and so on, it will be more valuable to a potential buyer. And I need to add in there that it, it's got to be the right buyer because there are different types of buyers looking for different types of things, but again, an entirely different conversation. So just give all of that thought because all of that time and money and energy that you're investing into your business can be worth something just as you would invest into a home or into a stock. And the last thing that I'll say is that you can't spend forever getting hung up on creating the perfect brand and never getting started. You've got to get something established and get to work making money. But put a little thought into it. And then here's the big one is never stop thinking about it and and trying to dial your brand in more and more as you continue to grow. Because the journey for the pool boys has been, I've done everything wrong that we've talked about today. I have literally done everything wrong that we've talked about. But it's the ability to see that when the time comes and make that change and improve that has gotten us to where we are today. Great points there. Um, Coming back to the messages on here, I want to... So Ed had sent the message, spell check. It's Morrison Construction. And I'm going to put that in for our part two because I think that's something that we need to talk about a little bit more, especially if you're thinking of eventually exiting and selling your company. That is a branding strategy that you need to take in place, especially if you're using your name. Um, John, let me get your final thoughts. I did it again. I said my final thoughts before my final thoughts again. I always do that shit. I don't know why. But I kind of get on like a little roll and then some talks and then I kind of give like a... But the bottom line is this. There's so much we can, you know, we can dissect and break apart and really dig down deep. And sometimes, and some people might think, hey, you guys are overthinking it or, hey, wow, you know, it's just a name or whatever. But the truth is, what, like what Zach said is, we've lived this, we've seen it either in this life or past lives and past businesses that we've, we've ran and worked with before. I cannot stress how important it is. Your name is something not to take lightly. Um, and I just want to emphasize again, guys, gals, when you're out there or when if you're just starting, put a lot of effort into it and then make sure you pick the right name because it will pay dividends or it will take dividends from you if you choose the wrong one. The other point and the last point is this is just because you've already been in this business. And I know that the majority of the people that are listening right now have already already have a name and it's already established. It's never too late. And if it's something that you need to do to rebrand, I, you will be quite pleasantly surprised in the difference it makes if you brand your name according to the way your business operates, right? Or the type of clientele you're looking for. And you'll start to see a change and a change for the better, in my personal opinion. And if you guys need any help, reach out to us. Uh, we're, that's what we're here for. That's what this is all about. Uh, and I was thinking too, is look, you know, we need to like come up with like an index or something because, you know, we talk about a topic here because people ask us to, and then we talk about another topic because people ask us to, and it's not really in chronological order. I think we, we have to figure out a way to be able to, hey, look, okay, look, like this should be like step two or something like that, you know, of how you're going to start your business. And maybe we can do something like that, Edgar, where we can figure this out. Um, I know it'll be a pain in the ass for you to go through them all and index them, but. I think that's pretty important. So we can go, hey, look, look at this podcast or look at this podcast and not go, are you guys have already started and now do your name after they've already listened to 152 podcasts. I just want you to know that as you said that, I'm I'm trying to monitor Facebook and the comments and trying to keep everybody. So you're talking about that. I look down and right as you're saying that the whole side of the emojis just kind of went off the deep end with everybody hitting the thumbs likes and the things going up through the emoji as you were kind of talking about that point. So yes, I agree. I think we need to do something. We might need to put them on a different platform, but that also builds, that will also build into the next thing that we're working on that obviously we're not ready to reveal, but um, we'll talk about that soon, but that will fall into all that. We can kind of roll it into that, but that's a great point. We need to at least be able to download those and have them on a platform where we, they can go in the chronological order 
and it doesn't affect our podcast now. So agreed 100%. And guys, look, with the names and the brands, to get to where we are today, to get to picking Pool Nation, it has been all the mistakes. My other company, I, I used to spell Bright, B-R-I-T-E, and now I look back at it and I go, oh my God, that was one of the stupidest things I, that I could have done, right? But you learn through those mistakes and there's like the guys are saying, there's nothing wrong with kind of having a strategy. And if all of a sudden you start building pools or all of a sudden you start adding a different service and it's something that truly is going to have a financial impact on your business, then it's something that you kind of need to look at and strategize properly in order to evolve that business. But we've all been there. I've been there. I've made all the mistakes. I've done all those things until you kind of land where you are. And a business name, just because of the name of it and how simple it is, can attract a lot of business. So it's really, really important for you to think about that because as it attracts business, it attracts what we're all looking for, which is the dollars, which is the profits. So Zach, John, we're at the end of the podcast. I want to thank you guys for your time. As usual, I do want to say that the Pool Nation Awards are around the corner and I am getting super excited and we are going to have a blast and I have 20 trophies sitting downstairs that you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull out those babies this weekend and I'm going to stack them up and I'm going to take pictures with them. I'm going to post them. Of course, I'll put them around so nobody can know who's the winner are, which there's a whole bunch, by the way, that I don't know who they are. So if I do that, I'll probably end up knowing. But I'm going to stack them up and I'm going to take pictures of them. So I'm super excited about that. All right, guys, have a great one. We will talk next week. We'll see you guys on Wednesday on the Instagram Live. Have a great weekend, guys. Bye. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. All rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way. May not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.